Man, leave it to the fucking French. You know, they got, uh, they got two words to say at my house. At my house. I'm at my house. Chez moi. Chez moi. But if you want to say pet, like your pet, animal de compagnie. You need seven syllables to say pet. But to say, I'm at my house. Just two words. Chez moi. Chez moi. What the fuck? Fucking branch. Voulez-vous vous la 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 I listened to uh, the police hungry for you. And most of the songs in French, this motherfucker. It's fucking Sting, man. He's too fucking talented. He knows a little bit of uh, Portuguese. Talking Portuguese to the people of Brazil, to the people of our, uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Do they speak Argentinian or, they, or is that Portuguese as well? Is Portuguese. I don't fucking know. This guy's too, like, you know, some guys kind of hoard all the fucking good shit in life, you know? Like, perfect structure, bone structure, musculature, height, you know, uh, looks, wit, intelligence, talent, you know, musical orientation, fucking uh, smart, uh, you know, clever, charming, whatever, fuck. Fucking Sting. Gordon Sumner. Fucking Gordon Sumner. They called him Sting. I think he got that name from like a jazz musician. Because I, I don't know. Because he dressed like a bee. I don't know. Fuck. So. But. Uh, I'm a little hungover today. Why? What happened, Johnny? What happened? Well, let me explain, man. Slow down, man. Let me explain. So. Uh, well, it was a good weekend. Let me just start by saying that. It's been, uh, I bookended, I kind of bookended the weekend with some drinks, which is out of character for me. You know, I'm getting to that point in my life where I don't want to, I don't really want to recreate a lot of, you know, I don't want to feel like, um, like from what I gather, like, Peter O'Toole when he was filming Lawrence of Arabia was just kind of getting fucked up. You know, he's a notorious drunk and him and Omar Sharif would go out and just run around drinking and carousing and then you'd have like a long fucking David Lean directed fucking 14 hour, 16 hour day out in the hot desert, fucking Tunisia or wherever they were. And you'd be hung, he'd be hung over as fuck. Hung the fuck over. And, uh, same with like Bourdain, like, you know, I, sometimes he would cop to it on his shows like, uh, parts unknown or no reservations or what have you, you know, but you knew, well, particularly when you visited Russia, cause I mean, they just pound vodka, pound it. And then he'd go out, you know, like I've got it easy because my life it can be confined being, you know, a workaholic seven days a week, I virtually kind of know where I'm going to be at most of the time, unless I make uh, diversionary plans for the weekend and so forth, but 
when you got a guy like when you're in like Russia, when you're like Leningrad or Moscow or something, and you've been pounding vodka all night, and you got kind of like what the Australians call that wobbly boot, you know, when you got like a little like, you know, it's hungover, but it's a little probably a little diarrhea, you know, a little gastrointestinal uh, challenges. And you're in Russia, man, and it's snowing, and you got, like, three layers on, you know, and you don't know where the restroom is, and fuck, I got it easy, man. I'm just out here in the heat, though. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i out here in this fucking Tunisian Lawrence of Arabia heat dealing with it, but I can hop back in my vehicle and uh, turn the AC on, I get, you know? It's different. I don't know. We're different. We're made different now. Well, they were made different then, back in the day. You know, you sucked it up. I mean, I've had my days back in the day when, you know, you dance all night in a motorcycle helmet at a party and nothing but your underwear and a motorcycle helmet and a bottle of, uh, you know, Captain Morgan's just fucking acting a fool. And the next day you feel like there's, you know, a family of rats that are trying to eat their way out of your brain, out of your skull. But, you know, but when you're 20... 21 years old, you're bulletproof, you know, and you go out, you go on a nice 13-mile run, you fucking suck it up, man, and it's just the way, I mean, kids don't do that now, not that I'm aware of, not even in college, I don't think these college kids even drink anymore, especially these BYU kids, because they're Mormon, you know, and they're not allowed to drink, you know, unless they're Jack Mormon, unless they're the Mormons that we ran into at Salt Lake City at 3 a.m. last year. We got off the train at 3 a.m. and there's like the city was as populated. Uh, the streets of Salt Lake City were as populated at 3 a.m. as they are in the afternoon. All these Jack Mormons, you know. But but yo, know, back in the day, I mean, I don't know. Maybe or you know, it could have been just our team, the Lumberjacks. You know, we're the Lumberjacks and we're okay. We drink all night and we run all day. Like you could do that back then, but now it's well, you know shit catches up with you so you gotta you gotta really kind of pace yourself kind of get you know give yourself give yourself a fighting chance like you know they've got every type of uh little uh what do you call it a uh life hack you know to like to write the ship you know a little lemon juice honey supposedly a good hangover or let yeah lemon juice it's like uh yeah salt lemon juice and honey is like a natural electrolyte drink but who's gonna do that who's even got time for that and then who's got the honey for it you know it's always you know there's always one we're always one ingredient short of something right you know but but like back in the day fucking you know take you know, Lewis and Clark, I mean, fucking Lewis and Clark, man, they fucking got eaten by bears and shit, and they fucking still made it, you know, like, they're just tough, it's just different, they didn't have health insurance, you know what I'm saying, it's a different, it's a different world, it's, it's a different world than what you're used to now, my friend, um, you know what, I mean, they didn't have overdraft protection, well, well, I'm talking about. I'm still talking about Lewis and Clark. They didn't have overdraft protection, or somebody calling from their credit card company when somebody swiped two grand on their card, you know, to verify if it's okay. And they still survived, you know. And uh, but it's just different back then. If you had shit, if you had, if you had uh, 
septicemia or if you had uh, uh, a staph infection, it's over. You're done. Um, what are the topic? Well, my lady and I, so, so, yeah, like I say, it's like, it's just a different world. Like, so I took my late, well, third, so last Thursday night, like I say, the weekend was kind of bookended with my drinking, me, and I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not a drinker anymore, but it was just, it was, fuck it, here I am, right? So, uh, my lady had a rough day, but we were, on Thursday, we were gonna, I, I, uh, we were planning on going to a, an outdoor concert out in Folsom, and then, um, and then some, we, you know, it got a little chaotic, but we still made it, but we ended up just kind of vying for, uh, dinner out, um, in conjunction with the concert, and, and we caught po- just a brief, just a little bit of overlapping of the concert. Just we caught, we we saw kind of a glimpse of it as we walked into Hopsing, Hopsing Palace, which is like um, Hopsing Palace on on the main drag of uh, Old Folsom and Sutter Street is like it is. It had been it was it was there forever when I was in high school, which however long that ago was was ago like what thirty three years ago. 33 years ago, it was there forever. So I had to ask the guy. And, you know, the beauty of, like, the places that um, it hasn't changed a thing. You know, it just is what it is. Like, the menu probably hasn't changed. And, well, I asked the owner or I asked the, the staff when, I, when we were there, you know. I indulged in some wine, a couple glasses of wine, which it was just something it was... It was a much needed uh, tonic mental bandage at the moment. So, from a, a mm, fairly fairly trying day, but nothing too out of the nothing too out of the ordinary. But uh, but I asked, I said, how long have you guys actually been here? Because Hop Sing Palace, like Hop Sing, is like it's kind of like kind of a derogatory name too for like an Asian establishment anymore. But. Um, uh, but that was the name of like, wasn't it the name of the ranch hand on uh, Bonanza, the Asian guy on Bonanza back in the fifties and sixties, Hop Singh. So I think that's why they make it a derogatory name. But it's not even. But everybody inside there, everybody in there that's Asian or suspected of being Asian, doesn't give a fuck. They're like, hey, it's Hops. So I go, how long have you guys been here? How long has you guys actually been here? They've been there since nineteen fifty-seven. I guarantee you, not one item, not one dish on the menu, not one, uh, you know, cosmetic piece of deck, de- decor or furniture or poster or anything in that place has changed since the day they opened 1957. So what is that? That's 50, 50, 64, 65 years, 65 years it's been open. And they had the best on the back behind the register. It said best restaurant in Fulls, best Asian restaurant in Fulls. Like I, I, and so when I was paying, I, I said, that, you must have, uh, you must have won that. Uh, you must have won that, uh, like, you know, 65 years in a row. Right. And the lady's so funny. She's like, yeah, no, well, they, they, they really do it to kind of, you know, trying to get us to advertise. So it's kind of a, quid pro quo situation 
Um, so, but we don't need to advertise. And I'm like, of course not. You guys are like an establish. You guys are like an institution. Like, you guys are like a, a landmark. This is like a historical landmark. And so they're trying to shake you down for in, for uh, full, some, full, some local Folsom magazine run by some fucking, some fucking, you know, uh, Palladio uh, fucking girl named Ashley or Kaylee, spelled with a K-A-Y-H-L-E-I-G-H-E-E, trying to shake you down for some local advertising in their crappy little fucking exclusive exclusionary magazine fucking go fuck yourself you don't need to advertise shit but uh but that 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 kind of kicked off the weekend and and and, uh so i yeah i woke up the next day kind of and it was just two glasses of wine but those motherfuckers they they fill it to the brim like they feel like they don't fuck around like there's no gimmicks there's no like you know Come here for the fifth time, get your card punched, and get a free bowl of, you know, wonton soup, some bullshit. Like, no gimmicks. It's just the same fucking shit every time, and it's brilliant. And you'll notice that. I've I said this time and time again to my lady, too. Every old fucking Chinese place you go, they don't spend a nickel on creature comforts or, or decor, furniture. They all look like they just got slapped together all at the same time back in 78, you know, and the same kind of metal chairs and, um, fake ficus plants and, uh, partitions, you know, gold, gold, uh, gold papered partitions, you know, and the food's always bomb. Like it never changes. You don't have to change it. There's no new bullshit. There's no like quick sleight of hand gimmicky, like, like I say, it's just the same. Every time you go, it's going to be the same. And they never they never go out of business. Like, they figured it out. Like, that alone should tell you, like, we're not going to win. We're, you know, China's going to take over. Just so you know. China, the country's going to take over for that very reason. Because they've been doing the same thing for 200,000 years, right? And it's just this, it's a steamroll effect, you know? Like, they're not reinventing the wheel. They're just doing what they do, and they're winning. So, you know, there's not some fucking gimmicky little Applebee's or Phineas Q Butterfat establishment that pops out with a bunch of tchotchkes and, uh, you know, all the people that pop out with their, you know, their striped coach T-shirts on or their... Uh, the referee shirts with the gold suspenders or the rainbow suspenders with all the flair on it going, hey, hey, how's it going, folks? None of that shit. They're, these, you know, the, the, the people that run the Chinese restaurants, they, can, they barely understand what you're even saying. They don't give a fuck, you know, because they don't need to. But anyway, so that kind of kicked off the weekend. And, uh, and, um, and what a, what a, what a, what a weekend it was. So Friday kind of reared its wonderful gateway to the weekend head. And I got my... I got the bat signal for the 9 a.m. route, like usual. Had to run up to the foothills. 
and um, everything just kind of went off with a hitch. I, we oh well, let me think. Is that right? Was that Saturday? No, Friday. 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 What happened? Did I did I make it out onto my little hike? Shit, I can't even remember now. Uh, I think I did. Yeah. No. I did a little bit. I must have done a little bit. I just was slow. It was just slow. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Came back. <clears throat> boned up on a little French. You know, learned some more verbs. And, uh, learned that, uh, it takes seven syllables to say the word pet. <laughs> And then, uh, and then I was off to the races and, um, again, just, I, I'm not the drinker I used to be. So a little bit, a little bit in recovery mode, but Friday was tame enough. Friday, I've got shit dialed, man. And you know, it gets to the point where sometimes when you're so like, when you got your ducks in a row and things are rolling right along, it gets boring. Like perfection is boring, you know? Not that, I mean, that's a, that's a weird thing to say because it's not <clears throat> not perfect, but it just rolls right along. Like when you get, like I'm saying, when you get, uh, when things just kind of start breaking like they should and then, and then there's an extended period where that happens, um, it's weird. There's like, you almost feel like, uh, I don't know, bored sometimes, right? But, uh. So, almost kind of like, uh, I don't know, I felt like I was a little, uh, well, from, from the cauldron of red wine I had had the night before, um, the trough of, the trough of Sauvignon, of Asian, of Asian red wine, kept me to the point where I don't even remember if I made it out of my hike and, uh, but I'm sure I, I must have. And then, um, <clears throat> and then just kind of lingered through my 9am route. And then, um, and then Friday, I just, I was, I was offered all kinds of options. I, uh, some late routes that I just, I wasn't going to, I, I felt like, uh, I just didn't have it in me. I mean, it was like 100 degrees, 102 degrees. Uh, <clears throat> I had my early route, my afternoon route that ends uh, in Fair Oaks with uh, talking with the girls over there at the Fair Oaks Blood Center. I burst in on them and they're like, oh, we found another hunt. Like, they know like I'm into haunted houses. Like I take my youngest out to haunted houses. So they found another one on Airbnb. <clears throat> and it's up in Jackson of all places. I go by there every, it seems like this week I went by there four out of five days. I, I had that, that AM route and then on top of my afternoon route. So they're like, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. They, uh, we found a fucking, she goes, we found, uh, a haunted house in Jackson is a four bedroom. She said, there's 14 ghosts there and somebody's buried in the backyard. I'm like, what the fuck? They're like, yeah, we're going to book it. You know, there's like four or five of these, these, uh, charge nurses that are, uh, I don't know. They're crazy. They're, they're, it's, 
these girls are weird, man, but it's fun. But, uh, so I looked it up and I, 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 while I was waiting for them to box up all the playlets and shit, and then I forwarded, I found, I found the house. They, they showed me the, the link to the Airbnb and then I found it on my phone and then I sent the link to uh, my youngest because oddly enough, my youngest has taken the SAT October 1st, uh, in Jackson. Why? I don't know. Um, which she's taking at, uh, the high school there in Jackson, the, uh, and they got a funny name like the Argonauts or something, which is odd because I was just reading about, uh, the ship, the, uh, the, uh, the Argo, uh, and the Argonauts, uh, that, uh, that, uh, infl- that, that kind of infiltrated the Mediterranean Sea and ended up in, uh, the, in North Africa, uh, in the book Half Asleep in Frog Pajamas, which I'm still trying to get through, still working on that. It's a, it's a good book, but I'm just distracted so by shit like this. So I sent it over to her and I said, let's, uh, cause she's going to come up for the, for that weekend. And I'm going to, I guess I'm going to get a hotel or I was going to get a hotel or something for her to stay <clears throat> in Jackson the night before, because I, I, I I'm, the SAT must be early uh, Saturday morning, early enough to cause a bit of because it takes about a little over an hour to get to there from uh, where my youngest lives in Modesto. So I, I show this to her. And I'm like, uh, you want you want to stay here? And and she um, she was intrigued at first, and then it was kind of like, uh, and then she kind of uh, wasn't as smitten with it as I figured she would be, but that's all right. I mean, she's going to be 18 here in December. So fuck it. Like she's a, I mean, she's beyond, uh, beyond Scooby-Doo antics, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Just, I just let her, I let her do her thing. And, 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 and that, that was, uh, she, uh, put the kibosh on that. So what? So fair enough. So, uh, so then I kind of got a second wind. I was kind of sucking air up to that point, but then I was kind of reinvigorated with the notion of, uh, <clears throat> being able to, uh, check out this, uh, oh, uh, oh, shit's burning down. Town's burning down. People in there this guy's trying to cut through the intersection. There we go. Okay. Crisis averted. So, uh, I, so I made it home and, uh, I think I, my lady got there right about the same time she got done. We both wrapped up and just decided like Friday afternoon, it's kind of like the gateway to the weekend. We would just kind of chill, do a little, uh, decompression. And that's when I laid into my I was, I was given a chance to read, and so I, uh, I, um, you know, smoked a big dube, and then I cracked open my book and um, enjoyed the rest of the evening, not knowing what was to come. And sure enough, so the next morning we get up, <clears throat> and I got, I got it. I, I, for whatever reason, I kept getting up earlier and earlier throughout the course of the week. It'd be like. 
6.55 on Tuesday, then 6.15 on Wednesday, then like 5.30 on Thursday, and then like, I think I got about like 4.15 on Friday, and, but I was able to, I think I fell back asleep, and I got up about 6, and so I was raring to go, and, and we've been uh, working on getting to the gym, and so my lady, her, uh, her, uh, her obnoxious alarm went off promptly at 6.15, and uh, I rousted her about, got her going, put some smelling salts under her nose, and made our way to the gym, and uh, the minute we, about five, six minutes into the gym, we were on the treadmills, you know, looking at all the chaos going on around old fucking, uh, the world's just falling apart, man, they got all the fucking, you know, the, uh, the, uh, confirmation bias of Fox News up in front of you and the confirmation bias of CNN up in front of you up on the big screens and then the confirmation bias of all the other crap MSNBC news channels and uh, all the chaos and so you got to stare up at that godforsaken mess while you're on the treadmill and so I plugged in my earphones and I started listening to the police but about six minutes into it uh, my lady got a call for a run <clears throat> to pick up down at the blood center to run out to, uh, shit, uh, can't even remember now, but she had to go, so we just, we, we showed up, and then we were gone, and so I'm like, fuck it, so I made it back to the house, dropped her off after about a seven-minute workout, and decided I'd hit the trail, so I was fully recovered at this point, and went out on my trail, went out on my, my uh, went out for a little uh, Saturday morning. Everybody's out on the trail. Hi, everybody's got a hot nod and wave and say good morning. And the people that you can tell the people that like do this routinely too out on the trails uh, if they're on a bike. Even if well, there's one guy on a bike. I see him every time I'm out there, and he's like, he's uh, he's always got like some gray short short pants. They're not they're like shorts, but they're sweats. And they're gray, and then he's got a gray hoodie, and he's always just hauling ass, and he just says hi to everybody, even if it's even if he comes up behind, he's like hi, hey, good morning, hey, hi, hi. If he's coming up, if he's if he's coming at you, you know, he's it's just it's like it's almost like a wake up call, like he's just I don't know, it's like it's a uh, it's like a almost like a sorority hazing or a fraternity hazing of some sort. I don't know this guy. I don't know. There's a lot of people that are just kind of maybe on the spectrum out there, but. You can tell the ones that routinely see people like that or see other hikers, walkers, joggers, whoever, that after about the 84th time that they say hi and good morning, they just get tired of it. They're like, all right, all right, hi, hello. <laughs> you know, but they feel obligated to say good morning, hello, hi. And uh, But I made my way back and uh, promptly took off my Grass Valley run. And when I was on my way up, my lady calls and says, you know what we ought to do? And I was like, what? She goes, let's go, let's go somewhere. Let's go, let's go stay somewhere tonight. We're going to go to a hotel. We're going to go to a hotel. And when she says stuff like that, I don't know what she means. I mean, does she mean like there's some kind of, does she want like some kind of free for all? Just kind of like where you got to pad the walls and just kind of like you know, just kind of, you know, duct tape 
you know, shin guards and, uh, you know, mouth gear and, uh, put on a, uh, you know, headgear and stuff, you know, for, for physical and emotional stress and trauma, or is it just kind of a regular night out? Well, according to her, it was just a regular night out, which is fine. That's kind of actually, I preferred that as more my, more my speed at that point. Right. So I said, okay, well, let me, let me, let me do a search. So I looked around, I thought, eh, everything's so fucking over the top on Saturdays, like the peak, the peak, uh, weekend night for going out and, uh, displaying and peddling your wares and enjoying your life. And, uh, but the hotels are all, you know, mm, they're all, uh, they're all, as the English say would be, uh, they're, they're, they charge a dear price. It's a dear, it's a dear price, right? Um, but nevertheless, I, I, I found a spot. I don't know. Uh, the places that she wanted to go somewhere we hadn't been that very recently. And I thought, well, should we go to Sutter Creek? She said, what about Placerville? I said, well, you know, the place I can think of in Placerville is the, uh, the haunted, the, the, the Carrie, uh, the Carrie house, uh, hotel, which, supposedly is haunted but it's not that great because my youngest and I actually did an investigation up there and it was it it it, it uh, it's like the place kind of uh, it's like a snapshot in time from like 1978 like all the furniture is the same it's kind of old and funky and they play up on the uh, haunted aspect in the lobby and it's kind of gratuitous and uh, uh, salacious, a little salacious, and I thought, nah, fuck it, you know what, what about, maybe let's go to Folsom, we'll just go to Folsom, it's far enough away where it seems like we're getting away, so we're back at Folsom, we'll go get some sushi, so it turned out Folsom was like, uh, Folsom was our, our bread and butter this weekend, it was our bookended, like, you know, you started Thursday night in Folsom, an old town, and, uh, by Saturday night, we're back in Folsom, and we're having more, we're having sushi. We're doing the Japanese thing. We we go from Chinese to Japanese to dirty knees. Look at these, da da knee, knee knee knee. You know the whole the whole, you know the whole uh, the uh, the dirty limerick. But uh, so we ended up. That's where it kicked off. So Saturday night we um, both got done about the same time, about five four thirty four thirty ish. She she uh, she'd made it. Uh, did she go to the Bay Area? I think she went to the Bay Area Saturday. No, no. Well, Vallejo, Vallejo. Yeah, I guess it's Bay Area. Went down, went to Vallejo to deliver to the Kaiser Vallejo. I went up to Grass Valley, and it just worked out. We got done the exact same time, and we met up over at the, the residence in to check in. And then made our way over to uh, the su- our, our little sushi spot, and uh, I thought, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my Basil Hayden's on." My buddy Mike turned me on to this uh, this bourbon, this fucking, it's the best fucking. Oh my god, it's like it's silky, it's like the silky smooth buttery fucking bourbon that was just like, it's good. Oh, it's good, but but what it does is it starts making you talk shit, you know. Well, I guess most alcohol does, but so I kind of started to uh, regale her with stories of. Uh, well, I said, I said we were talking, you know, about you know why people uh, 
like, like how the statistics of marriage and divorce are kind of skewed thanks to the Mormons because the Mormons are polygamist and they've got like 38 wives. So, you know, that kind of, uh, even though, even though divorce outnumbers marriage, I want to say 51 to 49%, it's not a fair number because the Mormons marry like 38 women. So it'd be like, you know, it kind of like, it's like 38 marriages compared to, you know, just one divorce. But, but divorce still outnumbers the, the uh, marriage statistics. So it's kind of like, you know, like what's really going on out there? And I said, well, but you also, you also got to realize too that at a certain point, you know, when, you're, when you get to be in your upper echelon, you know, the twilight years, you don't really, there's, you start seeing uh, kind of a, a nadir uh, of divorces, like a dipping, uh, it's just, there's like a decline in, in divorce after a certain age, right? Because you don't really see too many 77-year-olds getting divorced, right? Except, except, I just told her, the one exception I can think of offhand is old Rupert Murdoch, the William Randolph Hearst of our age, that fucking piece of shit ex-Australian that renounced his citizenship to so that he could buy more newspapers out here to control the masses like the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. I said, he's getting, he's divorcing Jerry Hall as we speak, which is so weird. Jerry Hall. It's such a weird, odd combination. You know, she used to be married to Mick Jagger, like back in the, what, the eighties. And now she's married to Rupert Murdoch. Like, ugh, God, what, how gross is that? You know? And he just, he's just, ugh. He's about as uh, he's about as trustworthy as a fucking as a fucking cat, you know. <laughs> but that was kind of what uh, we, we what we had yapped about, or what I had kind of yapped about through the course of the evening. But then I also I kind of went on a little rampage, and I told her like, because I'm growing my beard out, I'm growing this gigantic long, like uh, kind of a what do you call it? like a patriot beard you know like those fake patriots you know that which are actually just kind of homegrown terrorists with all the big beards that just kind of think they're patriots but they're really just kind of like larping they're just kind of live action role playing you know because they just want to fire guns and shit like that so they grow big long beards and then they shave their head like that's the look now that's a weird look huh like everybody's doing that like david cross like from uh, arrested development like but he's not i don't know what his de- he's just a comedian but He's got that bald head and then that giant gray beard. Well, so, so that's kind of what I'm aiming for. And I told her I'm doing this for a reason because I've been hired by uh, a certain institution that I can't, I can't disclose at the moment, but I'm supposed to infiltrate a lot of these state of Jefferson, uh, non-tax paying weirdo hillbillies up in the, up in the hills, you know, and I'm starting to, I got to get in with them and I got to get, I've got to, I've got to embed myself in them. So I got to start looking like. I got to start looking like these non-tax paying secessionists, you know, the insurrectionists and so forth. So, uh, so I shave my head and I'm growing my beard out and then, but it's, but the truth is I'm really just kind of, I'm going for more of an Italian look. All right. So I got some, my white rim sunglasses that I got, uh, out at uh, Laguna del Sol during uh, naked man. And then, uh, I'm getting in my knit cap and I was about ready to spring the whole thing on her, but I thought, nope, nope. I'm not going to do it yet. I'm not going to do it yet. 
Got to sit. You got to wait. You got to make them. You got to make them want it. You got to make them. You got to build up a little hype. You got to build a little hype. I can't. I can't. <laughs> so she's looking at me like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Insurrectionists and secessionists and state of Jefferson and non, like hillbilly patriots and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, no, it's for real. Like, I'm gonna be a patriot. I'm gonna be a patriot. <laughs> She doesn't even know what I'm fucking talking about. And so, good time was had by all. So, we... I had a couple of doubles. A couple of double Basil Haydens. And I was pretty well lubed. And then, um, made our way back to the hotel. We were gonna... We were gonna hit the... Since we didn't make it... Since we didn't get a full gym workout Friday morning, we were gonna hit the hotel gym. How odd is that? Who does that? Who checks into a hotel just down the road from where they live? And then use that gym. I guess us. But, uh, but I had, uh, yeah, I had had a little too much. I had a little, a few too many, uh, cocktails where I was like, eh, maybe that doesn't, maybe that ain't gonna work, you know? Uh, so I thought, maybe I'll go for a swim. But by the time we got, we got back to the, the room, it was just like, well, I can't really, I can't really go into much detail as far as like what happened after that. I mean, it's kind of a, well, you know how it goes. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm trying. You know, made 20 toes, you know. You made the beast with two backs, you know. Soaking the eggplant. All right? There. There. I said it. But on the way over to the room, uh, we stopped in. Uh, you know, my lady, she, uh, she doesn't want to indulge. She tries to keep... Uh, her alcohol consumption at bay but we popped in and uh, she just wanted to get a, something for a nightcap and I saw these little um, these little shots in, in these little tiny mason jars and it was some moonshine and it was like a hot apple it's called hot apple pie or apple pie I'm like I gotta get a couple of those it was like an impulse buy like moonshine impulse apple pie moonshine impulse buy and I got two of those I had one and I and I knocked one back and I saved the other one for um, for my security guard buddy Kyler over at the the uh, blood donation center because uh, he was telling me about moonshine and this that and the other and I was I wasn't really paying attention but as he was talking about moonshine he was like going into detail about I'm like moonshine like really moonshine like where do you get that but I thought you know what my whole new patriot phase, I think I'm just going to be a, a fucking, I'm going to be, as, as, as I enter into my fake patriot phase, you know, uh, I probably need to start drinking more moonshine, you know, so that, uh, and then, and then, you know, walk around barefoot more, get a little hookworm, you know, so I could slow down my cognitive abilities and just be a real true southerner, right? <laughs> That's a horrible thing to say. And I, I don't mean that directly. But long story short, end of the night, the, the old crux of the moral of the story of the dilemma of the situation is that it just kind of left me to ponder, you know, are there some, are, you know, are people eating so many bunt cakes that they got to have a franchise based around nothing bunt cakes, nothing like it just dawned on me, like as I, as I, as I woke up the next morning and with my head ringing, and kind of pounding and, and being in a, in a, in a uh, somewhat unfamiliar place that I 
well, I hadn't been in a while. I'm thinking to myself, why, why do some, why are there so many people eating bunt cakes right now? You know, I. That's a that's that's a bold franchise. Nothing bunt cakes. You know, I guess as a, as a society, we, you know, we have to choose like what, what's more important. You know, uh, eating a lot of bunt cakes or not eating that many bun cakes <laughs> and so that's the more that that that's all I came away with in my uh my lost weekend my you know the the uh the blur that was the hangover you know for the next morning and I I didn't get I didn't get ahead in my book I, I woke up the next morning my lady was she was face down like she could sleep man like she can sleep right so I tried to crack my book, but it wasn't, I just was like, you know, like when you're like, would like, it feels like you're underwater and your eyes are open and you can hear your heartbeat, but you're all right. Like it's manageable. It's just, you just kind of feels like you're wrapped in like cotton and, and bubble wrap, you know, and you're just kind of walking slow. And I, I made my way down to the to the breakfast in the hotel and they uh I couldn't even I couldn't even really I couldn't really negotiate the idea of eating a breakfast or anything I just was uh it's just one of those more you know just one of those mornings but but then uh then my lady got another call. You know, we just kind of worked this shit into our our schedule, our routine. So she got a call for uh, four stat deliveries to uh, Manteca, Tracy, I think Modesto and Merced. And then I had to I had to get out to Roseville to the donation center. So we just kind of picked up where we left off, and that was that. And. Uh, I went by, uh, I got myself a slice of, gre- of uh, greasy pizza, you know, like the perfect hang- hangover food. And that was, uh, and then it started my day. That was that. So here I am talking about fucking, you know, it's 101 degrees out. I'm wearing pants and a button up shirt. I'm hungover. It hurts. And, uh, and life, and life goes on because, you know, perfection's boring. Like, sticking to, sticking to your guns and being uh, dialed all the time and with your fitness and your diet. And, uh, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. And that place is, uh, well, it was, that was last week. And then this weekend, I just, I decided I'd let loose a little, you know, and uh, loosen the collar up and, uh, you know, be a fake patriot. <clears throat> and uh, clown on all these fuckers and uh, have a good time, man, because that's uh, it just is what it is, right? And uh, so I'm just going to, I don't know, probably have to work my way back into some, some, uh, some, some type of, uh, work my way back into a, uh, the role of an upstanding member of society, and uh, I, I, when I made my way back to the blood donation center, I got, I, I gave my, 
my buddy Kyler, the security guard that I I, uh, I saved one of the apple pie moonshines for him, and he was he was stoked. So we just started bullshitting about all that kind of stuff, and and now I'm uh, and now I'm just kind of riding the momentum of all the you know just inundated with uh, the alcohol in my brain and uh, the saturation of sugars that are racing their way through and charging and supercharging the motor neurons in my brain and so uh, which should probably crest at about six o'clock this this evening by the time I'm done and then I'll ease into the evening and just and that'll be that and it'll be a wrap and it'll be smooth and uh, and uh, that was uh, well last time that was the uh, I don't know, first hangover I'd had in quite a while. It was all good, but but anyway, that's about all I got for you all today. Hope you all have a good week. And uh, we got one little gust of heat left this this uh, August. The dog days of summer are, are just about to a close here. We're gonna ease our way into Labor Day, but we got one last little. Little heat wave of uh, heat here, so uh, I'm gonna pretend I'm Peter O'Toole on the set of Lawrence of Arabia and just kind of suck it up. So I'll talk at you later. Arrivederci, babies.